What is up, internets? Welcome to the Randy King Live podcast, episode 12. All right, everybody. Thanks for thanks for joining us again for episode 12. Whether this is your 12th episode or your first episode, I greatly appreciate you watching the show or listening to the show on whatever platform you are enjoying this on. Today, we have a great guest, and we're doing another awesome debate when it comes to self-defense. So before we introduce our guest, this might be your first show, so I want to introduce you to the rules of the show. This is a debate-based podcast, not an argument-based podcast. Some people are having some trouble with the difference in opinion of debate and argument. What a debate is, is I am going to pigeonhole my guest into one side of a topic. Whatever that topic is, my guest and myself will have to argue our side of the topic, not our personal beliefs on the topic, not our ethics, not what we've worked for our entire lives to build. <clears throat> we will only be doing what... We have to argue for the point of the topic. So during the debate, we will be debating one side or the other, even if we agree. And my guest, again, is a good friend of mine. So a lot of stuff that we talk about, we tend to agree on. So even if we do agree, that doesn't matter. All the agreement and all of that stuff, all of the, the summation of the debate comes in what we call final thoughts, which is available on my Patreon at the $5 level. So. I want to go over quickly again what we're doing so debate happens. During the debate, the debate is 20 minutes long. It is timed. Once that 20 minutes is over, the debate is over. In that debate, my guest will start with an opening statement. I will follow with a counterpoint. During the debate, I have sent ahead of time to my guest, and I also have read the 15 logic fallacies for this debate. If you get yourself caught in a logic fallacy and the other person calls you out on it, you have to stop. And take one page out of Roy Miller's book. So you take a deep breath. Calm down. Say, I'm sorry that I used a logic fallacy. And then you have to compliment the other person. And then you secede your turn to them. So then they get to speak. So if, even if they're on the best rant ever or they're really, really proving their point, if they used a straw man, for example, and they get caught, they have to give up their turn to talk. Now, if you want to see what these logic fallacies are, jump onto episode one. I explain every single one in detail so you know what they are. Listeners, this is your interactive part of the show. If you catch us in a logic fallacy that we don't catch because we're, we're mid-debate and it's heated, I will pay for that crime and push-up. So all you need to do is send me a clip of the video or tell me at what minute the logic fallacy exists. The minute it exists is the amount of push-ups that I will do. If I get caught multiple times, I will do multiple push-ups. Plus, I will promote whatever brand you are promoting. So feel free to jump on, and I will do a shout-out for you and your people. So I'd like to introduce my guest today, Dan. Dan, why don't you tell the people who you are? Hi, so my name is Dan. Um, I've been doing Aikido since 2005, so coming up on 14 years now. Um, pretty standard stuff, started in college. Um, kept going in 2010 read a book by a guy called Rory Miller. Never heard of him. Never heard of him, yeah. No, um, I'll write the book down. What's it called? <laughs> um, went and trained with him, um, liked it, came back, brought him over to the club where I was training. Um, a couple of times we became good friends, started hanging out with you guys as well. Um, Randy, Casey, you know, the whole gang. And then um, moved to Cyprus for work. Uh, Started training at a dojo there when the instructor retired, took over, teaching Aikido and self-defense. And then eventually started doing some stuff for corporate training. So like ConCom, um, self-defense courses as team building, 
for companies and now moved back to Germany and I'm still doing that. Awesome. So Conflict Communications is the program Dan and I both teach. Uh, it is through Rory Miller, and that is where we're taking our de-escalation for the uh, logic fallacy. So, Dan, uh, I sent you the topic ahead of time. The topic is, is Aikido viable for self-defense? Dan, what side of the argument are you taking? So I'm going to take the pro side. You take the pro side. So uh, for listeners out there, that's a bold move. This is a, this is a rough one, and I, I was joking with Dan earlier that there is so much material out there on uh, people picking on Aikido. So I need to really, really, really re-express that I will be taking the con side as a devil's advocate. Just because I'm being devil's advocate, these are not my personal views on what I actually think is going on here. Because I'm sure Dan is going to share us on a ton of Aikido blogs, and I don't need a bunch of people that like using swords being mad at me. So uh, let's uh, let's move forward here. So Dan, so you're going to take the pro side on this argument? I am. Awesome. I will take the con side. We will start the argument or the debate, Randy, use your own verbiage. Will you start the debate right now? Dan, opening statement. Okay, so to start with, when you sent me the topic, it was, is Aikido useful for self-defense, not viable? Got it. So, sorry, sorry. Slight difference in terminology. So I think it's absolutely useful for self-defense. Now, Aikido training isn't self-defense training, and no one who is sensible would be making the argument that those are the same thing. But Aikido does teach you a number of skills that are extremely useful for self-defense and that transfer over quite easily. In terms of physical skills, it teaches you to manipulate the body, it teaches you to use momentum, it teaches you leverage, it teaches you to get off the line, right? All of these skills, which particularly if you're not a large aggressive person, are extremely useful to be used in a self-defense situation to get yourself out of there. Um, it's one of the few martial arts that actively deals with multiple opponents, has drills with that, particularly drills at high speed, and where people don't take turns, right? So that's, um, those are some of the things that I think make it viable. Additionally, the philosophy of Aikido is non-confrontational. And as you very well know, for a lot of people, particularly young men, not getting into trouble with violence is primarily a thing of not Getting, not getting sucked into fights. So that philosophy is extremely useful for this purpose. So I guess that's my opening statement. Grant awesome. you. Sure, thanks, buddy. So uh, I already have my on the ropes because you said something I didn't expect. So uh, we're going to go into the uh, my counter statement. So I'm taking the point that Aikido is not useful slash viable for self-defense. Uh, and here's a couple of reasons why. Number one, the principles that Aikido teaches can be achieved in almost any other more proven martial art. Number two, the time invested that uh, you need to do to get to a high level rank in Aikido, at least finding something that I would consider functional for this debate, uh, takes quite a long time. There's quite a bit of sunk cost into it, which takes uh, X amount of time. It doesn't make it incorrect, but when it comes to self-defense, I usually look at a smaller time frame. Uh, number three is the pressure testing is questionable at best on the techniques. A lot of people, when they're doing it now, I'm speaking about Aikido in general, like the state of Aikido in the world. I'm not talking about specific Aikido instructors right now. So the state of Aikido right now is it is the philosophy is good, but it's, it's almost going the way of yoga where the people that come aren't really in shape. They don't really want to get in shape. They're there to not really pressure test anything. They're just, they want to have a, and I say this all the time, and I don't want to use the same argument, but, but they just want to have some kind of magic armor. They want to have something that, that they're taking a martial art. So they think that they are tough. So uh, I do not believe it is effective for self-defense because number one, 
I'm not saying there isn't principles you can learn in Aikido that will help you, but you can learn those anywhere else in a much more functional, productive system. Number two is that the state of Aikido right now is not highly pressure tested. People aren't using the techniques. They're maybe using them at high speed, but not high pressure. So somebody coming at you quickly is not somebody coming at you quickly and with intent. Dan. Okay, so I'm gonna, those are a couple of points in there and they're good points, but I'm gonna try and talk about them one after the other. Yes, of course. Um, so I'll start with your last point. Actually, the people who show up aren't people who are very athletic, who are not very in shape. For me, that's actually a pro point okay. because my experience teaching Aikido and being in Aikido schools is that the people who show up are much more likely than in most other martial arts. And talking martial arts, you're not necessarily self-defense classes, mm -hmm. more likely than most other martial arts to be people who actually would need self-defense skills. Okay. If a big fit guy shows up to a self-defense class, chances are he's there because he thinks it's cool, mm -hmm. right? Or to a martial arts class, not because he's in particular danger of being targeted. Correct. People who come to Aikido might be older, might be smaller, might be weaker, might be less confident when they start, might be less athletic. So it gets them into doing a martial art and it gets them doing these things that otherwise they wouldn't do at all because a lot of the, they're not going to go into a class where they have to fight full contact or where the, you know, the advertising is commando murder death squad, right? So, so on that yeah. point, thanks for going point by point. I agree with that and I'm going to change my statement because I agree with what you okay. just said. The people don't leave Aikido in better shape or more pressure tested than when they start. That is what I meant to say. Okay, so I would to a degree disagree with that. Sure. Um, I think that you're right that a lot of Aikido, not all of it, a lot of it doesn't emphasize the fitness as such, um, particularly if you're talking strength. And pressure testing can definitely be a weakness. It's not that there isn't any. There is actually more pressure testing in Aikido than people think. But it's compared to some other martial arts, it's still less. So, you know, no argument for me there. But I think that people definitely leave moving better, right? And you know as well as anyone that people who move well, who have good posture, which is particularly emphasized in Aikido, are less likely to be targeted. It's one of the things people look for. So it does make a difference. They also leave more confident a lot of the time if the training's good. They certainly have better body mechanics and structure, mm -hmm. you know, which are things that do make a difference. So. I partially agree with your point. People don't necessarily leave fitter, and yes, pressure testing is a weakness, but people do leave less likely to be attacked. Do you not feel like that's a little bit of Dumbo's magic feather, though? Like, they feel like they are, and so they're not attacked, but if they are attacked, the skills won't come through. So, like, uh, if you don't know what I mean, every listener who doesn't maybe have Disney in their country, uh, Dumbo's magic feather was they gave Dumbo a feather so he could fly because he had big ears. Uh, in this case, I feel like Aikido is give them the feather, but they don't have the ears to fly. So, um, no, I don't, well, I don't think so. It depends, that depends a lot on the school. So I don't think so in general because the posture training and the movement training is a part of practice. So this isn't just something that, you know, because I believe in it, this is something that's heavily emphasized in practice. So, you know, you can track it over time. You can see it in people as they're there. Um, but since you brought that up, and since another point you made, so the state of Aikido in general. So mm -hmm. here's the thing with the state of Aikido in general. There are a lot of people, I was just reading an article by the current head of the biggest Aikido organization in the world, okay. right? Saying that, you know, there are kind of two aspects to Aikido, which is the philosophical and the martial. And he emphasizes the philosophical over the martial personally, mm -hmm. but emphasizing the martial doesn't make you any less, you know, of an Aikido person, right? 
So the thing is that this means the biggest organization in the world isn't really all that focused on the martial aspects, which of course translates over. So I think the magic feather effect only comes when people show up to a class and they think it's something else than it is, which it really shouldn't be if the teacher's good, mm -hmm. right? So I don't think you should be getting magic feather. I think that if you go to a class that is not focused on the self-defense aspect, the teacher should be telling you, which all the good ones I know do, right? and you will still get some benefits and some transferable skills, but you won't have this, because I think what you're talking about, if I understand you correctly, maybe is that it's the effect of people think, oh, I can handle myself and something happens, and it's like, oh my God, I don't. So yeah. that should only really happen if you have a bad instructor. Okay, agreed. So again, I have to look at the state of Aikido, not you and because I know, I know you personally. So I'm not. This is not attacking you at all. I have to. I have to only attack the state of Aikido. Uh, Aikido is marketed as a martial art. That's just how it is. And martial act of war, god of Mars, right? Martial art. If they don't, they don't market it like yoga. They don't market it like Tai Chi class. They market it like well, Tai Chi iffy. But they don't. You know what I mean? They market it as a martial art. What do you think about that? Um, I think that heavily depends on the school. I think the, I don't the think it's the school. I think in general the marketing goes towards I, I don't, towards martial arts. I don't think I agree with that because mm -hmm. Aikido's niche in the martial arts. So it is marketed as a martial art, but heavily on the art side. Like Aikido's niche in the martial arts is the peaceful art. I don't think people market it as saying you know it's not effective. Right. And because again, if it's good, it should be effective. It is. Mm -hmm. So I don't think people market it as being ineffective. But I don't know that many people that market it as being you know for self-defense so then right. let's bring us back to the topic yeah. then why would i take a keto for self-defense or why would it be well, viable for self-defense if your primary goal is self-defense you probably shouldn't right unless you have a school that specifically teaches it which mm -hmm. again because you know the guy in charge and a lot of people are saying that you can absolutely have martial aspects with an aikido there's nothing saying that you can't teach self-defense with an aikido but most schools don't so right. if your primary goal is self-defense, you should probably go take a self-defense class. But if you're taking the martial art of Aikido because you want to do a martial art or you want to do Aikido, what I'm saying is it's still going to be useful for self-defense, particularly if you, because it, it's transferable skills and you do need to put in some work to transfer those skills. I'll give you one specific example, um, which is actually, let me get back to a point you made earlier that there are sure. more proven martial arts where you can get the same principles. Yes. So first of all, more proven. Proven in what? In against resisting opponents in all sorts of areas. So okay. you and I, we can prove it in. Let's put it this way: If I ask for ten videos of boxing working on the streets and ten mm -hmm. videos of Akita working on the streets, I'm going to get ten different videos of boxing. I might get ten versions of the same Akito video sent to me for Akito. So what am I proven is both ring streets um, effective against a resisting opponent. That's what I would define as proven. Okay. So I'll address ring first. So Aikido is not really designed for fighting one-on-one -on -one against a resisting opponent. Okay. Like in a fighting contest, in a mutual fighting contest. It's sure. just not for that. There might be an exception. There's one style that does like competitions with resistance. I, I don't do that style, so I'm not, you know. Right. Um, but generally, it's not designed for that. But that has some disadvantages, right? Because generally, we're not particularly good at sport fighting, mm -hmm. right? On the other hand, it also doesn't have any of the baggage. Like, you know, one of the issues with martial arts for self-defense is that most martial arts have turned into fighting arts. Aikido doesn't have that baggage. Like, you right. don't need to decondition people from, like, a fight is, you know, two people squaring up and doing all that stuff. And I'm not saying not, those martial arts don't teach transferable skills as well. Mm -hmm. 
you know, particularly in the resisting side, which is one of the weaknesses of Aikido is dealing with resisting opponents. No question there. But Aikido teaches other skills, particularly dealing with someone really trying to take your head off without mm -hmm. trying to turn it into a fight. Like you take a self-defense situation, which is asymmetrical. You know, my impression is, and I have done some other martial arts, so my impression is that a lot of the time it's, okay, I'm going to try to get it on even footing so that we can have a fight and then I'm going to win that fight. Whereas Aikido is, I'm going to deal with what's happening right now in a way that resolves it. And it's not the only martial art that does it. However, I don't agree that you can get all of the principles elsewhere. I think some of the principles, particularly when it comes to, and we've talked about this before, like power generation and joint walks, yeah. right? These kinds of things, some of the body mechanics, um, curved structure, some of the other things. The only other place I've seen them is either really old school jiu-jitsu or internal Chinese martial arts. So okay. there are other places you can get them. I disagree with the statement that you can get them in most other martial arts. So I 100% I disagree with that as well. I think I definitely lean on the side of there's only X amount of principles that can be applied and you can juice them out of any art. But I think harder, stronger and tougher people are harder to kill. So if you take an art where you're going to get, let's say, 8 out of the 10 uh, principles from Aikido, let's just say. Let's say 8 mm -hmm. out of 10. But you're also working at resistance. That just that makes you better on all encounters across the board as opposed to being like, well, it doesn't work against a resisting opponent. It doesn't work against this. It doesn't work against that. I think there's just the bang for your buck in your training is you could get, let's even say 70. I don't know because I've never taken Aikido. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely speaking out about my, about my backside here. But um, I think that you could get all that, like a good jujitsu club, Japanese jujitsu is going to show you most of the same stuff. Like we have to remember the tree of Aikido all branched from that whole like mythical samurai art, right? Where karate and blah, and blah, and blah came from. At least that's the premise that I understand. I might be totally incorrect here. So I just think that I think those principles do apply. Yes, the one specific thing you mentioned in our conversation about power, gener power generation through joint locks, I had never heard before. And while that's cool, that's trivia. That's nothing. That's not going to help you in self-defense. It's a neat thing to do, but I don't think in a self-defense perspective that's going to make the difference. Okay. So on that, like you can get a lot of the things in jujitsu. So I'm not. I don't want to pick on jujitsu. I know really good jujitsu coaches. We both know really good jujitsu coaches, right? Yeah. Don't want to pick on jujitsu, but one of the things is Aikido has a relatively small number of techniques compared to most other martial arts. Okay. So yes, you can get the principles elsewhere, but we can do them better. Right. Not because we inherently have some mystic secret. It's just because we our training is more focused. We spend more time on it. Mm -hmm. So those ones that you do get, you get them better. I don't really know, and like I don't really know another martial art that does, for example, the offlining or using momentum outside of a sports grappling contest. I don't know another martial art that does that better. For example, what about, what about judo? Wouldn't judo do yeah. the exact well, same? Yeah, but but yes, but only in a sports grappling contest, like. Unless judoka, so it's the same thing as with Aikido, in my opinion. Unless the judoka put in the transferable skills, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They're generally not that good when the situation changes. Right? I... The transferable skills are different ones because they are used to dealing with resistance, which is a big deal. And yeah. again, not all Aikido schools don't have any resistance. That's sure, kind sure. of a yeah. myth, yeah. right? Yeah, That's kind of a myth, but it's, um, I think it's just different transferable skills. They might not be used to being punched. In Aikido, if the school is good, you're used to someone trying to punch you in the face. Right. So that does change the situation. Well, and that's there's the triangle of instruction, right? So you need a good system, a good coach, and a good student. So let's we're just right now we're talking about one of these pillars. And again, we have to talk about the generalist. Otherwise, we're gonna jump into the ad hominem and the attack of hypocrisy <laughs> stuff. So and I don't want to do that because I don't want to do push-ups. Um, so we have to talk general state. 
Yeah. Right? And so general state, or at least maybe, maybe even general, uh, general consensus at least might be what it is. Right. And again, uh, it was very easy for me to find research on my side of this for this topic because it's people like to pick on a keto, including myself, um, because it's, it's, it's a soft target because you guys are chill and you get out of the way of stuff. Right. So, but, uh, it's, it makes it a soft art, soft as in soft style, not soft as in bad. When people, when you're doing, let's, uh, judo, let's, let's keep going with this judo judoka thing. The transferable skill for judoka isn't hard. It's still just get grips. Mm-hmm. right that's it and you can get grips anywhere and then a guy can dump you now i agree sport judo is a little bit different because for example they can't go for the legs which is ridiculous in the self-defense context but getting two hands on somebody's pretty easy getting two hands on somebody's wrist a little bit trickier so two hands anywhere is easier so the transferable skill set is easier to transfer and if you can fight a resisting opponent a non-resisting opponent is no problem that does not work the other way Agreed, it doesn't work the other way. So I think we have to be a little bit careful that we're comparing like with like. Mm-hmm. So we have to, Go if on. we're going to look at, like, if you're going to look at sort of, you know, saying sport judo is ridiculous. So if that's the majority of judo, mm-hmm. then we have to compare that to the majority of Aikido and not sort of the good judo to the yeah. bad Aikido. And, right? and I agree. And I'm literally stating a judo yeah. competitor will mm-hmm. be better in a fight in a situation of self defense or any other way than an Aikido person under the same rule set because of the things that they're learning under pressure. I think that would depend on the individual. I think on average, I would agree because they like it to be fitter and the level of coaching in sports arts is generally better. However, and I know that I kind of contributed to the segue, yeah. what we're discussing isn't really if Aikido is better, it's if it's useful. Right, so, yes. And I think it is, like you said, the getting grips is easy. Getting hands on somebody's body is also not that hard. Right. Using chin levers, we don't use clothing grips as much. Mm-hmm. But like you can get grips behind the elbow are super easy. We use those a lot. And again, I'm not so my experience is that the no resistance thing isn't really all that common. There's less than in a lot of other martial arts. There's very little full contact, yeah. but there is resistance and there should be progressive resistance as you keep training. And you're dealing with a lot of like a big part of Aikido is using momentum, right? Right. So the resistance isn't someone throwing kind of half shots at you that you get in sports where they are also trying to work on the defense, right? Mm-hmm. What you're working on is someone who's trying to take your head off. For example, the Aikido stance, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, hands central. That's a terrible guard. It's a yeah. shitty guard, right? If you do that in a kickboxing match or something, you'll get your ass kicked. Yeah. But it's basically counter assault. Yeah. It, right? I mean, one of the, I'm not going to say it because of legal reasons, but one of the popular systems of self-defense out there is literally built around something that we do as a party trick, which is the sure. unlimited bomb structure. So it's, I, I think that there is a lot of stuff in that does absolutely transfer over. So what I'm hearing right now is the collateral effect of Aikido might be effective. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, yes, sure, but so would be the a collateral effect of taking a salsa class would also possibly be effective if I can transfer the skills, right? So I don't think that Aikido particularly is something that is useful for self-defense when there are other better ways to achieve the same thing. So I think the salsa class is a bit of a reach, like comparing it. It's, it's oh, not... dis- disagree, sir, but keep going. I will no, no, I mean, I'm not saying salsa isn't useful, but I'm saying that taking it, like comparing it, is, it's not comparing like with like. Like Aikido is, is still a martial art. Yeah, right? you said it kind of wasn't earlier. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. I said <laughs> that the biggest organization 
and this is an organizational thing, this is not an art thing, emphasizes the other aspects. Right. That doesn't mean that the martial stuff isn't in the martial art, right? I mean, if you look back far enough, like when they brought it to Hawaii, they had, they had to fight challenge matches. Yes. Like this, you know, obviously back in the day, decades ago, doesn't isn't what we're talking about, but That's it fine. is still a martial art, and you do martial things. You throw people to the floor, you tie people up, mm -hmm. you know, you simulate breaking things. You don't generally break things in training, right? You do knife defense, which is, if you do the classical stuff, it's outdated, yeah. but it's based on things that would have actually happened, and the principles that go into it are certainly effective if you take them over to modern knife stuff. As you've yeah. seen, because you know that when Aikido people have shown up to some of these self-defense courses, they don't do appreciably worse than people who've taken other martial arts. Right, that's true. I think, honestly, like, and this, so we have 30 seconds left, so I'm going to kind of mm -hmm. close it on this, but... You get better footwork from dance class, and if you take a swing class, you're doing way more wrist locks than any Aikido person has ever done in their entire life. So I think that you keep saying the word transferable skill set. Mm -hmm. If you always, if your argument is prefaced on transferable skill set, I can transfer any skill set to any fighting art. It's a more direct transferable skill set. The wrist locks thing I just want to bring up because people always, yeah. one of the things people pick on is that Aikido is too focused on wrist locks. Uh, okay, so we're going to stop, but okay. I want you to finish that thought. I want you to finish that okay, thought. Okay, so, let so me just, just to bring this up, like, the wrist locks yes. thing, because yes. it bugs me, because in, like, mainstream Aikido has 20 to 30 techniques, and the rest is variations on this. Four of those are wrist locks, okay? We don't actually have that many wrist locks. Oh, you guys, are, like, what you guys just, like, you just, like, demoing wrist locks on every yeah, video we demo all the wrist time. Locks because <laughs> someone asks you what, you what you do, you do a wrist lock on them, it hurts, they see it works. There's mm. almost zero risk of injury, you can't just throw someone. What Aikido awesome. is about is controlling the spine. Like, that's awesome. the big thing. Cool. All right, so debate is technically over, but I wanted Dan to finish his point because that's unfair. I get to look at the clock. He doesn't. So I was like, oh, and I actually think I was going to get to make my uh, swing dance line. I was really excited to make that. So uh, let's, uh, let's just quickly close the show out here, the free portion of the show. Again, don't forget, Final Thoughts is next. So uh, after this, what Final Thoughts is is very simply – Dan and I coming back together because the rule is we start as friends and we leave as friends. We got a little heated here. That's what the debate show is for. I love it. So we're going to come back. Uh, do I believe all the things I said? No. Do you want to know what I do believe and don't believe? You're going to jump onto the final thoughts on Patreon. $5 level. You can see this episode and all the other episodes, final thoughts. So, Dan, uh, where can the people get a hold of you? Okay, so for the Aikido stuff, um, it's harmandharmony.com. Harm and Har I love that name. Harmandharmony.com. Yeah, yeah okay. that's that's my blog, so you can find my thoughts on it, uh, some infographics. Um, I'm working on some video content right now and some writing projects, but all the martial arts stuff you can find there. Um, and if you're interested in ConCom, it's luceotraining.com, which is my corporate training site. Say that one more time. I didn't catch that. Luceotraining.com. Spell it. L-U-C-E-O training.com. Okay, awesome. What does that mean? Um, it's like a, something about light in Latin. Okay, got it. Awesome. Sweet. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you gained something from this debate. Dan did a very good job uh, defending a pretty hard position, I think. Uh, it definitely wasn't easy, but he is very good. I highly recommend Dan's uh, Harm and Harmony blog. I love Dan. I brought Dan on for a reason. We have very good talks. I've seen, I think I see Dan more than my girlfriend lately. Like once a year, at least I see Dan. So uh, I think, uh, honestly, if you could get a hold of him, check that stuff out. Check out us. Did you give social media to everybody? Uh, not yet. But okay, I mean, so. 
Okay, he'll give me the social media. I'll throw it in the show notes below. And uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Final thoughts are next.